Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adults, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. Whether you realize it or not, you have probably given someone an elevator pitch about yourself at some point in your career or maybe even on a date. And if you ever walked away thinking, what the fuck did I just (laughs) say about myself? I blacked out. I don't even know. That wasn't even true. That was not my finest pitch. You have probably missed out on some opportunities and could maybe use a little finessing of your elevator pitch. I've done that for sure. Oh, me too. Relatable. Plenty of job interviews at the beginning when they're like, tell me about yourself. And you end up rambling for like five minutes. I was born in the dead of winter, (laughs) 1991. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So to avoid that. Today, we are here to talk about crafting the perfect elevator pitch. And having an elevator pitch really is key for networking, Mm -hmm. for pitching yourself or your business. When you run into people you're not expecting, you're not prepared, you don't have your resume, you might not have your business cards, but that elevator pitch is what will make you make a great impression. And you just want to be able to speak confidently about yourself to others. And I love what you said about running into someone because it's so true. Like think about like running into your ex. Or like a really toxic friend that you like cut off a few years ago. You want to be able to be like, oh, well, actually I'm doing this, this, and this. And speak with confidence versus like, you know? (laughs) Yeah, without freezing up. And also not giving them your whole life story and boring the fuck out of them. Keep them wanting more. Yes. And have this like perfectly poised and positioned description of where you're at and why you're a boss that's that's what we are here to do that is what we're here to do and honestly we live in a pretty unforgiving world like according to a Forbes article we are reading within the first seven seconds of meeting someone people will have a solid impression of who you are or at least their impression of who you are and some research suggests that a tenth of a second is all it takes to start determining traits like trustworthiness so this is where having that perfect elevator pitch is key okay so What is an elevator pitch? So an elevator pitch is basically an overview of an idea of what you do or some sort of solution that you offer. And it just lets you share your expertise and credentials quickly in a way that's designed to get the conversation started and get people interested in you. But you need the other party to be invested enough to want to continue the conversation. So this is why that pitch matters because you're basically getting their buy-in in like 30 seconds. Think about riding an elevator. It ain't long. A quick trip up to the 12th floor, that's all the time you've got. (laughs) If you are still not sold on why having an elevator pitch is crucial, let me take you back to a very uncertain time in my life. (laughs) Cut to a few years ago. I have just left the magazine industry and I defined myself by my career in the magazine industry. And this was all that I'd ever wanted to do. I felt that it gave me, you know, so much cred and clout by working for these amazing publishing brands. And I'm now gone and I haven't figured out my next steps I have a podcast that has recently launched and I am going to go freelance and I know that I'm going to go freelance, maybe start an agency, who knows. I go out for a night with one of my best friends. We go to a hockey game. We go out to Drake's club. We're in leggings and and like hockey jerseys and I am carrying around a huge bag 
of Cheetos, the extra large ones. <laughs> You're basically a guy's dream. You're basically a guy's fucking dream. <laughs> but basically all of these business people come over to the area that we're in and they start asking us. I just remember this so clearly. They start asking us what we do. And my best friend's a lawyer. So she's like, yep, I'm a lawyer at this top firm. And then people <laughs> turn to me and I had a fucking crisis. <laughs> As every single person that asked me that, I changed the answer but not in a good way. Like oh I just, gosh. I tried something different on every single person <laughs> without any confidence or conviction or certainty. Oh. So one of them, I'm like, oh, I am a freelance writer. And they're like, who do you write for? I'm like, good question. And then the next one, oh, I'm like, no. I'm a podcaster. And they're like, oh, wow. Like, do you make money off of it? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> and it started to be that like, I just didn't want to talk to people because I didn't know oh, how to explain God. where I was at. I had no like confidence or sense of how to show up and describe what it is that I do and the reality yeah. is even though my fucking job title had been taken away at that point and I didn't have some big magazine to hide behind I'm still me yeah I still had skills I could have said so many things but instead I just basically had verbal diarrhea all over everyone and didn't know what to do that's really funny because they all probably went home and like oh did you see that like hot girl that was the writer and they're like no but I was talking to this hot girl that was a podcaster and they're like oh I didn't see her which like <laughs> That is extremely generous and kind. <laughs> I love you. That's, you know what? That's okay. Oh, no, it was not my finest hour. But I remember that night, I was like, I need a fucking elevator pitch. Because no matter what company I'm working for or not working for, I need to be able to describe what the fuck I do mm -hmm. and who the fuck I am. I don't know why I'm swearing so much. I just feel passionately about Swear this. away, baby girl. Well, I have a big work event coming up in New York in about a month. And I will have to basically go around talking to all of our most important top clients and customers. And I'm going through the same crisis because I also pivoted industries. So I kind of feel the same like identity crisis going on because I was so sure when I was in media, entertainment, movies that that was who I was. And I had like these big brands to back it up. And now I'm in tech with a big company but they're, they're not as sexy. They're not as well known. So it's still kind of like weird. Yeah, yeah. And then people will kind of be like, oh, you're in tech, but like you did film before like that's kind of weird so I'm trying to find the perfect way to describe my experience in a way that doesn't mm. write me off as someone who shouldn't be in the room because I deserve to be in the room so it's all about crafting yeah. your story and even what you were saying all of all of the multiple things that you're amazing at doing you are like the most multi-hyphenate human being that I know it it might even help if you find like your why which is like you love storytelling like you do it through your poetry yeah. you do it through video you do it through social like you do it through so many different yeah podcasting avenues but you're you are your skill is telling stories so even if you yeah, use that as like your line. hook yeah. that might help and I think my thing is like connection I think that's what I'm going to craft into my elevator pitch for this event that like I'm really passionate about connecting with people and it ties really nicely into my job because it's all about building strong relationships with our our clients so which which is exactly what you were doing before too True. like if anyone is questioning what you did in entertainment and film your job was to have amazing relationships with the film studios true and then once you were at the film studios was to have like amazing relationships with all the different vendors that you and guys agencies. used and so yeah. connection has always been at the root so yeah if you're in between or you don't really know like the specifics or you're just stuck like think about your like why and what what gets you really excited and passionate about your job that might be helpful yeah having the why is really key and as a starting point consider these four c's that are just easy to remember and, and they're an easy way to help you frame what you do what you offer and who you are so the first c is concise 
Be concise. Get the fuck to the point. You have a few <laughs> sentences. You've got like 30 seconds to hook them in. So make it really tight. Yeah, no one likes a rambler. And second, you want to make it clear. Like you want this to be understood by anyone, even your grandpa, even your parents, if you're my parents, who still probably don't know what I do. So you want to avoid... They're like, you guys have a pee pod. <laughs> my, yeah, my dad literally calls our podcast a pee pod. It's adorable. Anyway, so you I'm want obsessed. to make sure you're avoiding any like bullshit jargon, industry terms, or talking above people, like trying to sound really smart. Like that is not... Oh, I hate not that. Not good. Not good. And when people do elevator pitches, I think that's a lot of the time where people fall into that trap of trying to sound extremely smart and competent by talking above people with all this fucking, oh, I ensure the blah, 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 ROI on the basis of the blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like, just fucking say what you do, man. (laughs) Just say what you do. I work with numbers and help the biggest real estate agents in Canada do X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Like, I tell stories through audio, video, and written form. Don't. Don't be annoying. And then you're going to want to make it compelling. That's the third C, compelling. So this isn't a snooze fest. It needs to be interesting, intriguing, thought-provoking. And strong. You could use a quick story. You could use an example of what you do. You could use like a really interesting win that you can provide. But make it interesting. When we used to work at a film company, I could have been like, yeah, I do content marketing. I'm in charge of a newsletter, social, you know, web assets. Instead, it was like, I do movie marketing for all of the blockbuster hits in Canada. That's so much better. So make it a little sexy. And then the last C is customized. Who are you talking to? Because you're going to want to tailor it to them. And you can even prepare multiple versions depending on the audience that you're talking to. So if you're at a networking event with like your peers, someone at your level, it'll be a little bit more chill than if you're basically pitching yourself to your future employer. A hundred percent. And if you do many things, you can even like have a few versions ready. So to your point, the storytelling can be at the root of every elevator pitch. But if I'm at a podcasting conference, I'm probably going to lead with storytelling via audio and podcasting versus if I'm at a poetry retreat, I might lead more with like being a writer, you know? So You can absolutely tailor it, especially if there's like a few different ways in to represent what you do. But no matter the environment, what you want to do is make sure that you represent where you're at right now. So here's what I'm doing here. You know, here are a few examples of my skills, but also build in where you're going. Mm. So where Mm -hmm. you're at right now, like you need to obviously be truthful about where you're at, but that might not be the whole story. You might be building towards something more. This might be a stepping stone towards the next thing. I certainly did not want to do sponsored content for magazines where I was selling ND mattresses, basically. (laughs) That was not my end goal. So instead, I wouldn't just be like, yeah, I do soul-sucking ads for magazines. I would be like, no, I work at my favorite magazine in Canada. I have a background in editorial. I also lead up sponsorships. So I enable magazines to like make money and stay alive in a really difficult advertising climate. Build in your future goals and what you're building towards and speak about them in the present. So it's not like, I'm going to build an app in the next few years that tracks people's health. Mm. It's, I am creating an app that tracks people's health. So much more confident and compelling, which is one of those four C's. And it leaves people wanting more and they're going to ask follow-up questions, which is exactly what you want from your elevator pitch. Yeah. And also don't include stuff that you'd rather not be doing. Mm. If part of what you do is like project management, but you fucking hate project management, you don't need to lead with that. You don't need to tell people that that's a big part of what you do. This isn't a job interview. This is a quick 
pitch where you present your highest self for the highest level version of what you want to be doing. So you don't need to mention things that you don't want to be doing in the future because then I think you're just positioning yourself to continue to be higher doing something you don't want to do. I also, though, would advise against leading with things that you won't do. And so I think this comes down because I see people do this a lot. Defining yourself with like positive action instead of being anti things. So for example, I took on a social media management role last year and I'd never been a social media manager and I led with like my content creation first approach. I was like, first and foremost, I am a content person. I am a storyteller. I am here to put out the best content we can possibly make and I believe that's the best strategy we will ever have because that's what I wanted to do and that's what I'm good at. I didn't lead by saying, hey, I don't have much experience targeting audiences and running Facebook ads and I'm not really interested in that. As that came up in conversation, we dealt with it. But I wasn't like, if you want to work with me, I won't be doing Facebook ads. I was just like, you know what? I'm a really content first person. That's my approach. And then you can get into the nitty gritty later. I love that because in my past role at Disney, a lot of my job was doing experiential marketing, which was not my background and not something I wanted to pursue as my career. So my spin on that was, you know, we don't have Disney parks here in Canada. So it's really our only opportunity to bring the Disney brand to life, which I'm really passionate about creating like lasting impressions with brands with consumers. Like I, I like twisted it in a way that made it sound applicable to any other marketing role, even if it wasn't experiential. So there's always a way to spin it. That's really smart. No experience is wasted. Like it always has value. It's just really about how you position it. Totally. And watch your body language too. I think this is so important because you might be choosing words that exude confidence and, you know, a compelling story. But if you're not standing tall, standing straight and making eye contact with someone and, you know, using facial expressions, it's going to fall flat. You've got that seven seconds to make an impression. So watch your body language. Listen back to our episode on how to be a better conversationalist because we talk about eye contact, like keeping the convo going, everything you're going to want to do. I think at the end of the day, so much of it comes down to being really intentional and not just like reacting like it's it's really easy when we meet people to just like react to them and be like oh this is what I do and just like word vomit a bunch of shit that you do but being intentional about how you want to show up in a situation makes such a big difference and I've probably never done that properly until recently when I went to this like really big summit event and met a lot of leaders and just a lot of amazing people that I wanted to connect with for the podcast and I just decided going into it I don't want to show up there being like, oh, I'm a freelancer. How can I help you guys make your dreams come true? I wanted to show up there as an established podcaster who was there to promote and grow my show and expose it to the right audience and also to get some cool guests who were speakers on the show. And so I went in with that intention. I got like special business cards made for the event that were like, you could scan the QR code. I practiced what I wanted to say. And I think because I showed up with this different level of intentionality, all of the imposter syndrome faded away. And and people were like, that's so cool. Like no one was questioning it. No one was like, oh, people don't actually do this for a living, do they? Like all those little fears that I had gone. People were like, that's amazing. We can't wait. Like would love your card, downloading it right now. And then when I met a dream guest who I've loved for so long. And I was like, I'm going to fucking shoot my shot. She was one of the keynote speakers. And I went up and I was like, I know you've probably heard this a thousand times a day, but I would love to get you on my show. We are a top charting Canadian podcast. 
we hit the exact same demo that you do in terms of self-development, self-improvement. We teach people everything they never learned growing up. And I think they really need to hear from you the same way I did. And she, you could tell she had been pitched so many times and probably had met thousands of people that day. And she took my card and she looked up and she was like, wow, you guys, like, that's your show? I was like, yeah. She reacted to it. It resonated. And she was like, what a great concept. What a great name. And like put it in her pocket and was down. And I just felt for one of the first times probably in my life, like I fucking nailed that elevator pitch. Because if I had shied away and felt like, oh, I don't want to brag or be boastful or be awkward, you know, and not said top charting and not mentioned some of the achievements that we've had, I think she wouldn't have paid attention. And it was just a really interesting experience to see all of these factors that we talked about in this episode come to life. So in addition to the four C's then, there's an M for mindset because you basically mentally prepared going into that, that like, I'm going to go in strong. I'm going to go in confident. I have like the credentials to back this up. And that helped you like stand tall in the room. Yes, that's exactly, exactly true. Because even leading into it, you know, a lot of my friends that were also attending, they were like, oh, Jill, you're going to meet so many people that maybe you could work for. And you're going to meet so many people you could freelance for. And I had to stop and be like, no, guys, I don't want to work for anyone. I am showing up as a creator who has a brand And that's my focus right now. I'm not showing up with any intention of like taking on more clients and like working on other people's projects. I'm showing up with my project and having that mindset and like practicing it and going in there without any doubt made such a difference. And I'm just excited to keep honing it now and to keep like using all of these tactics because once once it starts to feel good, you're just like ready to whip it out anytime. (laughs) The sex innuendos here. I can't stop. No, I think it's really <laughs> smart because it, it levels out the playing field because you didn't go into it thinking like, oh, I need to get work out of this. It's You're going into it like, yeah. I'm also a creator and I'm here yeah. to network, which is actually exactly. a great way to think about it. I'm going to go into my work event with the same mindset because if you don't feel like you deserve to be in the room that you're in, it's going to show and it'll come out yeah. in your pitch. So own it. That's true. The battlefield is usually in your own brain. Boom. And then once you conquer that, you show up and you're fucking ready to rock. We hope this episode helps you friggin' slay the next time someone asks you, what do you do? Or tell me about yourself and that you answer it with confidence and you crush it with the four C's and that M mindset. Yes. You got this. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating and we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at teach me how to adult podcast and dm us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show see you next time bye, bye.